Hello, York University. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of the well today. And thank you, Dr. Garner, for the invitation. I am grateful for this opportunity to be with you guys today. My name is Kimberly Hoyt, and I am a proud graduate of the class of 2002. I am excited to be with you guys in person in about a month to celebrate homecoming with each of you guys and celebrate my 20 year reunion as well as York University's inaugural year. Today, we are going to talk about how we begin to flourish when we are serving others. And I love that word flourish. It means to grow and develop in a healthy and vigorous way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. When we are in service to God's kingdom, what more favorable environment could there be? I believe that we are uniquely designed by God to serve others. Now, when I began to think about this topic, being the science nerd that I am, I wondered neurochemically what happens when we receive help from others and what goes on in our brain when we are in service to others. So let's talk, first of all, about those who are in need of help and are served in some way what goes on in their brain. When I was a sophomore at York, I blew out my knee somewhere in Kansas. We were on a road trip for basketball and I blew out my knee and I needed to have surgery. Uh, I currently at that point lived in Middlebrook on the third floor and the elevators, elevator didn't work. So we had to use the stairs. There was no way I was going to be able to do that because I had to be on crutches for about six weeks. So my amazing friends helped move my room and all my stuff down to the first floor. So I only had to go up that first little flight of stairs. I was incredibly thankful for that support and for them being able to help me, especially when I was in my big knee brace, you know? Um, so sometimes in those situations, we, people may express like disbelief. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you were willing to do this for me. Uh, and, uh, but most of the time they will express their gratitude to you. Uh, it makes me think about all the times that Jesus served others by healing them. Um, during his ministry. One story stands out to me. Um, in Luke 17, Jesus heals 10 lepers and he tells them to go show themselves to the priest. And as they went away, they were cleansed. Verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw he, they, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus's feet and thanked him. <clears throat> now we have all felt some degree of gratitude, uh, maybe not a full healing, but man, there's been times where we're so thankful for the help we received. So neurochemically, what happens in our brains? So two amazing chemicals are released when we express gratitude and thankfulness. So the first one is serotonin. This is our feel-good chemical. It helps regulate and enhance our mood. It makes you feel happy, right? And when you are thankful, don't you feel happy when you have that service that someone has given you something, helped you out with something? You feel good. The second thing is dopamine is released. And dop dopamine is related to our pleasure center. So it triggers positive emotions, optimism, camaraderie, and enhances performance and motivation. Now, and isn't that true when someone helps you? Don't you feel somewhat, you know, um, linked to them and you want to 
you want to return that service sometimes. So now I told you that we were designed by God to serve and help others. So we see how our brains light up when we receive help. So what happens in our brains when we act in service of others? When I graduated PA school in 2005, in 2004, I graduated, but in 2005, I went to Kenya on a mission trip for three days. We were in this remote um, village uh, serving, serving everyone that came in. There was a lot of joint aches and pains and blood pressure issues and eye issues was the big thing. Um, and I remember one boy in particular, he was five or six and he had fallen like three or four days prior and his family had to carry him five or six miles to get to this little clinic to get help. And it was obvious as soon as I saw him that he had broken his hip. Um, it was probably a femoral neck fracture based on the swelling that he had and the way his leg was turned out. There was nothing we could do there. We had to get him to Nairobi. And so we put him on a board, strapped his leg down. We found him and his, his family a ride to Nairobi to get the help that he needed. So I was so thankful to be able to be there to get him the help that he needed. And I will remember him for the rest of my life. So how does serving light up our brains? Neuroscience, the research shows us that serving actually boosts three different chemicals, oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. We are hardwired to serve because of all those feel-good chemicals. So number one, oxytocin. This fosters feelings of empathy, trust, and helps create a bond. You may have heard of oxytocin as, um, you know, after a woman gives birth, your brain is flooded with oxytocin, and that is what helps you bond with that baby. And just like me and that little boy, like we are bonded. Um, you know, we build relationships and that chemical helps with that relationship building. And isn't that true for you? If you've had someone that you've served, don't you feel connected to them? Serotonin again. So again, helps us feel good, happy, calm, focused. Dopamine, again, providing pleasure, but also motivation and learning. This is key because it will reinforce that behavior. Doesn't it feel good to serve? And then you want to kind of find someone else to help as well, because it feels good, you will want to do more of it. It's okay to feel good about serving others. You were designed by God to do this. So who do you serve? Everyone? Anyone? Well, this is the nuance of service. Sure, you can serve anyone and everyone, but you'll probably burn out and you probably won't be as effective. Okay, so how do you flourish in service? I believe that you are uniquely created and designed by God to serve a certain group of people. Who that is, you will have to discover for yourself. But when you do, you will know it because it will light you up. Neurochemically, yes, but in your soul as well. You will feel that is who you are meant to serve. I think there are several ways to go about finding this purpose for your service. What calls to your heart? What injustices do you see that just tugs at your heartstrings that you wish you could go out and fix? Did God put that there for a purpose? Each of us will answer that question differently. What, what I'm called to do is different from what you're called to do. But when that pulling comes, when you feel that, I do believe that is put there by God. And praise God that there are so many of us 
to be able to go out and serve so many of them. Just a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast with an author and speaker, Rory Vaden, and he said something that struck me about service and I think applies here. He says, you are uniquely positioned to serve the person you once were. Think about what you have been through in your life. Some of you may have had tough and rough upbringings. Maybe you didn't grow up in a great home. Maybe you got into trouble. Maybe you've had tragedy strike your life. When you are on the other side of that tragedy, that struggle, that difficult season, and you can look back from where you came, you can see those lessons that you learned. Now, what if, think about this, what if you can help someone who was in that position that you were in just a few months, weeks, years ago? And what if you could help them navigate through that situation with guidance, with lessons from what you've learned, with reassurance, advice, the knowledge that you've gained so that they can get through it faster or easier or with less baggage than what you had to struggle through? Would that light you up? Would that be where you can turn that mess that you went through into your message to serve others and to help others? Service will happen in many ways. Sometimes it's physical, right? Taking care of a physical need, helping the widow clean out um, her yard. Um, But maybe that service is taking care of an emotional need from someone. By doing so, you will begin to flourish in the service, using that unique gift and talents to serve others. As we create and build relationships with those you serve, they will become your mission field as well. If those people you can serve and build those relationships with will be more open to hear from you about Jesus. It's about building relationships, and those are very important. So today I challenge you to think about what it is in your world that lights you up and that you can use in the service of others. Maybe it is serving in mission trips and going building wells in Africa, taking the gospel around the world. Maybe that is what you are designed to do. Maybe you have a heart to help single moms struggling to make ends meet because you saw your mom struggle growing up. Whatever it is that you feel compelled to do in the service of others is where you will flourish the most. When you put your heart into it, God will take those seeds and let them grow. How can God use you in service today? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time together. Just as Jesus came to serve, you have hardwired us to be in service of others. Help each of us to find those we are meant to serve. As everyone leaves here today and we go about our busy day and week, help the students here to feel that tugging, hear that calling of whom they are meant to serve for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for the time to be here with you today.